Hello and welcome to InfoHorrors. We're your hosts. I'm Nat. I'm Sam. And today we are joined by Patrick from the Worst Coast. He's the host <laughs> and creator of Hemlock Podcast. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nat. How's it going, ladies? We're thriving. Yeah. So you know, I was going to say, Nat, too, um, I, I wanted to just say thank you for uh, for having me on on the topic of masculinity because you and I used to act together. Yes. Um, so you've seen me apply my own makeup with some degree of skill. And uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you think I'm still qualified to to uh, to chime in on masculinity means a lot. So thanks. Can you do, can you do your wife's makeup? Uh, no. I, have, I mean, I'm okay. If I'm honest, probably. Oh, my gosh. Your eyeliner but, uh, game was... We have not was, attempted that yet. No, but... Was that? Your eyeliner know, game was strong, I remember. You, yeah. I, you, you remember you, that. Yep. I'm still proud of that. Do you know how to contour? <laughs> Uh, I, no, I don't actually. Okay, okay. I think That's that was good. a thing. That's after, pretty masculine uh, that you can't contour. <laughs> I must be pretty masculine yeah. too because I also cannot contour. So. Oh, there you go. Awesome. I don't even know if that was a thing back in our theater days. I've never even heard the word. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess the the cat's out of the bag. We're talking to a boy about masculinity today, folks. Um, no better person to talk to than a dude. Uh, not only one who identifies as a dude, but who was actually came out of the womb as one. So <laughs> we're, we're off to a good start facts. here. Biological yeah. facts. Biological yeah. facts. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right into our first question for you, Patrick. Dude, what does masculinity mean to you? And, and who taught you how to be a man? Like, was it friends? Father, culture, religion, right. was it Justin Trudeau? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what was that thing you said the other day? Oh, it's sunny, but it's still a little brisk. Let me go get a coat. Um, <laughs> I just saw that guy's clip. Anyway, there's a, guy, there's a great guy on TikTok who does Justin Trudeau impressions, and oh. he's emails oh, it. Oh, I have to hear. Yeah. I have to see this. Oh, yeah. I'll send you guys a link after. Well, but, I don't, um, I don't have TikTok, but yeah. I, will, I, will do, I will do TikTok. Uh, yeah, I, the, the, yeah, I know the whole the whole the whole Chinese so, tie to TikTok makes me weary, but I just I love the platform still. So. You know, my dad loves the um, platform as well. So there's that. Yeah. He's 60, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, exactly. It's like the spiritual successor to Vine, which yeah. breaks my heart that that pet with away the dinosaur. But um, so what what does it mean to be a man? Yeah. What does um, masculinity mean to you and who taught you to be a man? <laughs> Starting off with a nice, easy question. right? Yeah. Off sorry about um, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I think it, that's such honestly that's such a complex question, and I think mm -hmm. that's something we could talk about, it, especially today. You look at who's talking about that. Um, it's women. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're desperate. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think I think until and I'll credit Jordan Peterson with you'll, you'll hear me quote him a lot today. Perfect. Um, I just read really, the first chapter just, of his book. So oh, awesome. amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'm actually. I just got. I just um his second book just came in. I actually got delivered last week. Twenty so million more rules. That. 20 million, 20 million more rules. rules. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's obviously like a hugely complex discussion. I don't want to minimize that. Yeah. Um, and I, I credit Jordan Peterson for kind of bringing that back to the surface and like what does it mean? He's saying a lot to young men because I think you look at suicide rates and alcoholism rates and stuff. Yeah. Those are all things that like significantly impact men more than women these days. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's it's frightening to see. But I think, I think to me when I think growing – I mean I grew up pretty traditionally conservative and um, – and so I think of, you know, words like strength, courage, um, uh, Jordan Peterson, JP's big on taking as much responsibility as you can, which I think is yeah. a personal that like, responsibility that yeah. might be top of the list for like how, like what we're really bad at in society yeah. is taking responsibility for things. Yeah. We just whine about stuff, but we don't work to make it better in a meaningful way. Um, totally. 
I think some big ones too is um, I also had a great like I also I, it's, it's funny I learned to I learned to be a man both my father was an incredible example um, and and my my mother was also a great example not that she was manly but I think I think <laughs> what it means to be a man is is both sides of the spectrum right like I think um, not like the gender spectrum but I mean yeah. I mean having having what are considered some more feminine traits is really important as well right yeah so things like things you're like well rounded in that. Yeah. 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 It's really important, I think. And that's, I think that's all part of being a man, even though they're considered more feminine traits. Um, things like humility, things like being uh, vulnerable, right? The, the whole men don't cry. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and it's, I think it's, I think it can be a manly thing to like be willing to cry in front of people when, when it's about stuff that matters. I, now you can go too far into like the safe space culture where men cry for no damn reason. Like Harry um, Styles. <laughs> I think Harry yeah. Styles cries yeah. all the time. Yeah. I don't know for sure. <laughs> no, but jo- yeah. but jo- and then uses his skirts to dry, dry the tears. Yeah. Um, oh, but- <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> So I think, I think I learned, I had a really great example of that from both, um, from both my parents of like on my dad's side, strength, courage, um, being a protector, I think is huge, right? Um, being a leader, um, being dangerous. I want to get into that a little, a little later, Um, but having the capacity for violence, um, and reining that in under nobility and, and, um, and chivalry, right? That's from Uh, your soda pop days as in the outsiders. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. We played. We played. Back when I was OG gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> he was in the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, telling Truth telling is a huge one. Totally. Um, t- tell the truth, right? I think there's so many, um, you look at even men in the church and stuff, and there's so many sacrifices we made where we haven't had the courage to tell the truth, and I think that's totally emasculated um, yeah. men in our society. So, yeah, those are kind of the big ones, I guess, using more, more of the adjectives, but like protector, courageous, um, kind, gentle, that kind of thing. Um, what was the second question was who, who gave me an example of that? Your dad, you mentioned your dad, you mentioned Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So who, who taught you to be a man in your opinion? Well, I think, I think honestly I had a great, like I said, I had a great example from my father. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a very, a very excellent father who was like all of those things. Um, he was, he's an incredibly strong, been in construction his whole life. Just like Typical, just strong, quiet, quiet, quiet man, right? Um, I got to see one of the one of the things I love most about my dad is just even watching his growth through throughout my life. Um, whereas, like, so spiritual leadership is a big thing in our family, right? Um, totally. And uh, and and honestly, I think he would say this himself. Uh, my mom kind of took point in that growing up because my dad was working all the time, and so my mom kind of took a role in that. Um, but. Um, it was something that was important to my mom for like him to increase his role in that. And so I got to watch as a child as him having the humility to recognize that as, as perhaps a flaw in his own life and then work throughout his life to like take a much more prevalent role in, in the spiritual leadership of our family. Um, which was such a, for me, such a powerful demonstration of like humility and, and the courage to actually change, um, and then put it in practice and then take that role on more. Right. Um, so um, and then my, I can't, yeah, my, um, my grandpa, uh, my, my dad's dad, um, was another phenomenal role model. Um, he actually passed away, uh, just over a year ago, literally like two weeks before the lockdown, actually we went, oh. went to his funeral, um, which I thank God we were actually able to go to his funeral, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man. but, uh, yeah, he was like, like, I would say one of my best friends, like I love my grandpa. Um, and he, a, a little bit of his story, um, that I wanted to share was yeah. like, he was total great example, and he like was a backhoe operator his whole life, right? Um, 
but he was like just the kindest, gentlest, like twinkle in his eye, delightful old French person in like I've ever met. Right. Um, and, and one of the things I, so my dad told me this actually when I was, when I was much older, um, Mm -hmm. I found out my great grandpa, actually there was some sexual abuse, um, that my great grandpa was, you know, inflicting upon some of the, the girls in his family. Right. Um, and my grandpa, like, which is super shameful. I'm not even sure. Yeah. <laughs> I might get you to cut it out. Cause it's, cause it's something that was like my dad and grandpa were ashamed of. Right. Right. Um, yeah. but I, I think if, if they allow me to keep it in the podcast, <laughs> um, um, like it's such a powerful story because my grandpa's response to that was he just, up, they lived in Winnipeg, I believe they just mm-hmm. up and moved. Like he just supplanted his family for his family from Winnipeg and like we're just there's some toxicity here. I don't want to expose my my three girls to this. Yeah. Wow. Um I don't want to ra- I don't want to raise my son in a context where we just kinda like don't talk about this and let it yeah. slide, right? Yeah. Um he just uprooted his whole family and left and got got the hell out of there, right? Um so his wow. family was able to start a new one. I think it's that it's that kind of courage and it's that kind of leadership um that is so important right when you think about even the the positive side effects like the me too movement um one of the things one of the positive things i did is like if you see something don't let it stand right if you see like another man acting like a dickhead and being rude or don't be complacent yeah 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 or or complicit i would say right because if you just let it happen you're complicit in that nonsense And, and so i think like calling it out getting his family out of there and like teaching my dad yeah. through the process like that that's not okay and that should and be, i'm not gonna let this happen and that should be instinctive right too yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah no and it's, it's interesting that you you say all this because it just speaks to how men uh, how men are protectors like inherently and it's mm-hmm. i feel i do feel like that's been lost in 2021 i don't i don't yeah. i don't find that it's as commonly um encouraged in men to be the protector of women like it's kind of like been turned around oh, i'm a woman i can protect myself but that's that well that's that's mm. the the downside of fem, uh, feminism is yeah. that like we don't need men exactly and it's yeah. like well mm. no actually i mean who knows what could have happened in your family had your grandfather not made that decision you know to to leave yeah. I, I mean it just yeah it's interesting to think about mm-hmm. yeah really yep, totally and just such a practical example of leadership and and, and that protector role right that like that set the standard for my dad's life that you like, you don't stand by and watch. You don't act like this, first of all. Yeah. Um, but you don't become complicit in it. You protect your loved ones from it. You call it out and you get out of there. Right. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, just, I thought it was, yeah, just a story I wanted to share, I think too, about, um, not only was it my parents directly, they gave me great examples, but like my grandparents, um, and my grandpa, my grandpa like specifically was just like one of the best men I ever knew. Props to Um, him. Yeah. 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 So, um, he's actually the reason I'm not, typically not a blingy person, but if you guys have seen me with my gold chain, <laughs> um, the only reason I started wearing a gold chain was, uh, was, uh, he was never a gift giver. <laughs> he was like, uh, like literally he gave us, he was, he's Catholic. So he would give us Knights of Columbus raffle tickets as birthday gifts. Um, <laughs> and, um, and for some reason, this is like, I think it's the, the last or the second last time I saw him. Um, he gave me this little like tall ship gold chain. Um, and I don't know why, if he just like, he knew it was going to go or he knew it was one of the last times, but, um, anyways, that's why, that's why the bling, but, um, yeah, excellent and a most excellent man. And I'm so grateful to have known him and had him, had him as an example. I think more people were like my dad and like my grandpa, um, man, society would be in like a much better place. <laughs> like it really would. That's so, it really would. it's really, yeah. that's so touching. Um, so I have a, so I have a question, like, how yeah. do you think, um, how do you think the definition of masculinity has changed? 
like recently in today's society? Because... Hmm. No, go ahead. Sorry. Like, do you think it's changed a lot or do you think it's... Is traditional masculinity under attack right now? Well, yeah, because it's not called traditional masculinity. It's called toxic masculinity now. Yes. Preach. Which which I think started off as maybe a good thing, right? Because there are, I mean, and this is the thing. I wouldn't call, the problem I have with the term toxic masculinity is that masculinity is not toxic. No, it isn't. Um, and and the parts of the parts about the parts of men that are toxic are not masculine. It's not a yes, masculine exactly. trait. It's not a, you it's know, it's toxic not a masculine behavior. There's a difference between toxic behavior Absolutely. in either sexes. Yeah, yeah, and I I think toxic masculinity is is when men are actually not powerful but powerless because that makes them do irrational things. I mean, school shootings are a perfect mm. example. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, sexual assault, all these things. It's like when men feel weak. That's toxic, and that is what enables them to perform these horrible acts or to behave yeah. in such a way, you know? Yeah, but yeah. what and do you t- think? think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think yeah, like, what is what is masculine? Well, typically what we call toxic masculinity, like, what is that? That's, like, taking advantage of the weak, yeah. right? Whether you're, like, assaulting women or you're yeah. being abrasive or whatever it is, right? But it's typically the primary component of toxic masculinity in the way it manifests is is taking advantage of of weaker people right? Yeah, right and what is masculine about that there's nothing that's cowardly that's yeah, cowardice totally. that's, that's being nonsense, a bully right so <laughs> yeah. yeah that doesn't make you a man at all it makes yeah. you a twat like it makes you a it makes you a coward i yeah. think and so to to just throw toxic as a modifier into masculinity i think has perverted a lot of what we think masculinity is um but I do think there there needed to be a bit of a shift i mean one of the things is like you know the the frat boy uh, culture the bro right. comedians like there was there were some issues in some of the cultural acceptances of the way men were fair. looking at women, treating women and all this stuff. Totally but fair. I just think that what's happened is the feminist movement has taken over this definition of toxic <clears throat> masculinity has totally redefined it. It's like, no, yeah. masculinity isn't toxic. It's these older notions of, you know, mm. that, that I have. Yeah. Well, I think they want to erase masculinity. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah. any inkling of, character that you that shows any kind of traditional masculinity is like it has to be erased you cannot yeah no absolutely but i mean also too we i don't know if you listened to our previous episode uh what women want but we talked about some of the (laughs) like some of the actual positive effects of the me too movement for example um and i just think that kind of piggybacks what i'm saying because like there were good things that came out of that like we should hold people accountable we should like for these kinds of things and i I think that the problem is with when these cultural things build momentum, they go too far, yeah. I guess. Yeah, they always take yeah. it too they far. They always <laughs> take it just a little too well, yeah, far. Well, like, yeah, we, we as conservatives always get made fun of for using like the slippery slope fallacy, but it's yeah. like... Uh, it's especially recently we've been so often proved right on all these well if you let you know gays get married next thing you know you're going to be working at like making pedophilia okay and like Guess what as much as as much as i personally <laughs> think gay marriage is like uh, like totally fine right and like um the religious concept of marriage and the state um concept of marriage should be separate and, and yeah and gay people should have every right under the government that that heterosexual people do that all that kind of stuff absolutely um you do have things, even movements actually towards pedophilia in certain areas. Yeah. Um, and you look at like kind of the radical, the radical trans agenda right now. It's like a lot of that slippery slope stuff that conservatives were called crazy ten years ago. Conspiracy theorists. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and well, now it's happened. So are they conspiracy theorists or were they prophets? Right. <laughs> um, like, 
Um, and I think too, like that, like there is that slippery slope in the sense that like what used to be called toxic masculinity, like encroached further and further, uh, what used to be called traditional masculinity, right? Totally. Um, where it went, it went too far. It seems to always go too far, but yeah. And that's kind um, of what Jordan Peterson is like going around talking about right now. That's kind of his <clears throat> MO. He wants to like bring light into the situation about true masculinity mm-hmm. as being, masculinity yeah. not toxic yeah yeah totally totally no great it's a great question this is interesting okay so we were uh sandra asked you how masculinity has changed in society whatever but right now we're mm-hmm. living in covid which has totally redefined society in general so how do you mm. think covid has impacted masculinity <laughs> we have a few ooh, opinions about this, but ooh. I would love to hear your thoughts yeah. just with some of the okay. maybe virtue signaling that we see some of the, um, yeah, just some yeah, of the me, behavior. Let me, hear, let me hear your thoughts on that first. Well, I mean, I don't know how Sandra feels, but when I see a man in a mask outside, I'm like, he is, uh, he is <laughs> not, <laughs> he's not a man. Like, yeah, yeah. No, like, like, uh, like if he cries didn't... like Harry Styles, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. Like I'm sorry to be crass, but no, like not. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how women can get it up for dudes that wear double masks or <laughs> wear a mask while they're out running or riding a bike. Like it, it's not happening on this end. Well, and it kind of speaks to like mm. if I'm a man and I'm wearing a mask outside, for example, it's like look at me, look at what I'm doing. I look so cool. I'm saving. People That's what from, they're saying. They're saying, "I'm pr- look, yeah. look, I'm protecting all these vulnerable people." But it's like, yeah. no, you're wearing a face diaper and you look dumb. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think, and I think you actually even touched on a larger problem with, with not even masculinity but society generally. I think that, um, you know, we talk about one of the in 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 Christian culture, the ethos is that pride is one of the greatest sins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and our culture is founded on pride, right? And I'm not just talking about like gay pride or trans pride, all this stuff. No, but in the general. The fact that they use that word is 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 troubling to me, actually. But um, not even though I believe that you should be accepting of all people and loving towards all people, right? Totally. The fact that it's celebrated as pride, I think, shows to a, a further spiritual um, poison or root in our society. But like almost all the problems in our society right now can be traced back to pride in the sense that like, you have a largely uninformed or misinformed, right? I think the media is our, one of our greatest, probably our greatest enemy in, yep. in society today. Yep. Um, because it's just, and that's, that goes back to even to the masculine thing, tell the truth, right? Um, is you have a completely misinformed public because of a media that refuses, and the men in media refusing to stand up and tell the truth, right? And, and they're just so obsessed with with furthering their own agenda, yeah. their own power, yeah. um, that they lie constantly, right? Yeah. Um, and so you have a misinformed public that wants wants the easiest path to looking virtuous possible so that comes with like posting a black square on instagram or you know yeah throwing the cause du jour up in your instagram story which involves no effort from you right it's, um yeah sorry go ahead no you're right it takes nothing it takes nothing mm-hmm. my favorite though just is i saw a guy <laughs> wearing like a black lives matter sweater and a black lives matter mask outside but that's like that's the same that's the same instinct i think though is like the same thing that makes us post things on social media with with almost complete ignorance on most subjects yeah um 
from my desire to look virtuous. It's the same thing that like makes like what was it? David Hogg tweeted out. And I have a segment actually on my show called "We Live in a Clown World," and I was going to talk about this. Um, but uh, David Hogg was t- literally tweeted out. He's like basically expressing a hesitation about um, I've been vaccinated. I got vaccinated right away because I'm a good person, whatever. Uh, but I don't, I want to keep wearing my mask so people don't confuse me as a conservative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is like, like, that is just virtue signaling, pri- like prideful nonsense, right? Um, and so that, it's the same instinct. is like, even if you've been vaccinated and you're not putting people in danger anymore, right? Yeah. Um, like, you're just signaling your own virtue to, to society. And that just comes from an arrogant, lazy... Indulgent. Uh, indul- yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's like, um, it's it's the, it's the, our culture loves immediacy, right? Yeah. It needs to have things now. And we've yeah. applied that to virtue. We're not willing to put in the work and the discipline to be actually and truly virtuous and actually do real work to help causes we feel passionate about. We look for the easiest path to them, which is just signaling it on, yeah. on social media or wearing a mask outside. Yeah, totally. Which, any, any look into the actual science makes zero damn sense. Yeah. Right? Well, because there's nothing contrary to what David Hogg, people like David Hogg are saying. Like that's totally, that's the most popular opinion on the left mm-hmm. and mainstream media. Right. Yep. So yep, how is that brave? How are, it's, it's not, not. <laughs> at all. Exactly. No. Yeah. And my husband sent me a quote by uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Is that it? Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Oopsies. One of my favorites. Um, and That's okay. It That's says, okay. effeminacy is the unwillingness of a man to put aside pleasure in order to pursue what is difficult. So, wow. Wow. So, Love uh, that. Episode's over. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that. I think that is the issue with men right now. It's It's... Like David Hogg was the perfect example of this. It's the look at me. I feel good mm-hmm. doing this. Bloody bloody blah. It's just, I think that's what's lacking in in men. Yeah. It's it's putting aside pleasure, and mm-hmm. like you said, telling the truth, standing for the truth. Yeah, it's the unwillingness to put in, like the discipline, and the ethic, and and the hard work it requires to be truthful and to say things that are meaningful and, and well-founded but also um, but also true. the risk right mm. because yeah. traditionally yeah, like do um yep. dudes are kind of they're risk takers risk takers mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. like um danger no for the they're born that way <laughs> like they, boys are jumping out of trees and like flipping flipping break- off buildings just kidding <laughs> But you you said you said earlier on the call you had something you wanted to bring up about danger. Did you want to speak to that now, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think so. uh, Like Jordan Peterson talks about basically he's like having the capacity for malevolence um, Mm -hmm. reined in by by civilization. Right. By being civilized and and noble. and I think that's, I think, I mean, you've t- you guys heard, of, have you guys heard of the, the cycle? Sorry, have you guys heard of what a toxically masculine thing to say? Um, have you ladies heard? <laughs> no over. <laughs> have, you, have you ladies heard of the cycle of regimes? You've heard that term? No. So the cycle of regimes is basically, um, you've probably heard the, the actual thing, if not that term for it. But um, it's basically just the thing that says strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Mm. Bad times create strong men. Right. Deep, um, deep, deep, and deep. I and need like, a poster. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, like I, like, I love that because we are right in 
the middle of that cycle where weak men are creating bad times. Oh, right? hallelujah. Um, Amen. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so I think, I think the reason for that is, uh, what was that? I think actually another quote from Jordan Peterson, I was watching a video on him today uh, about masculinity just in preparation for this. And he said, there's nothing, and this is so interesting, there's nothing more dangerous than a weak man. Right, mm. because a weak man can't stand for truth. All he can do is lie and virtue signal, and, yeah. and and you know, like just that wrecks society when you have no one telling the truth, right? Whether it comes to like Black Lives Matter or COVID or the Israel Palestine thing, right now is a big one. Like yeah. when you have so much falsehood and so much misinformation, you can never find real solutions, yeah. right? It destroys our ability to even talk about that as a society rationally, right? Um, and so what's happening is that weak men are creating bad times um and what stops that you look at people i mean the, like the u.s gets so much flack for having like a outrageously large military right right um i i would venture to say that is what the maybe the main reason for the peace we've enjoyed since world war ii in the world for the like the large and i know there's pockets of wars and there's stuff the u.s has done that people blame um but global peace for such a long period of time mm-hmm. um in, in most of the world, um, and then even even at a societal level, right? Like the reason you have guys running around sexually assaulting people is because you don't have men brave enough to st- to stop or strong enough to stop them, right? right. Or to speak out against that. Like I talked right. about with my, my like my dad and my my granddad. Yeah. Um, it's only strong men that can stop malevolent weak men, mm-hmm. um, and it's only strong men that can have that can have a capacity for danger, a capacity for malevolent c.s lewis right talks about aslan is not tame but yep. good right yeah um it's only strong men with that capacity for danger uh but the nobility to to uh, restrain it um that can serve as a check in society to the ones to the to the tyrannical idiots we have running around right now right so good um yeah yeah so so being dangerous is a good thing so i'm trying to say but, do you, <laughs> but i have a question do you think uh women um, appreciate masculinity still? Good ones do. <laughs> but what if, it, yeah. no, but, but I would argue that, uh, not I, good ones actually. They do secretly. Secretly appreciate it. No? I, oh, completely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I think there's such a desire. And this, I, I think there's, there's, a, I can't quote them right now, like offhand, but I've seen studies and articles done on this that, um, I mean, you can look at the marriage rates, right? And how long it takes anybody to get married. It's like, you just, it's so hard to find suitable mates mm-hmm. these days, yeah. right? In the sense that like women cannot find strong men <laughs> yep. um, and men cannot find virtuous women, right? right? Um, and and so it takes us longer and longer to get married and find them and then we give up and become promiscuous and, and it just, it, it just spirals yeah. it's downwards so, constantly. Well, it's so funny because all of these like accepting like, cultural and societal things are so progressive mm-hmm. they're regressive because now there's just a bunch of single miserable people out there who can't find a yeah. mate <laughs> it's totally great episode by the way we've great shot episode. ourselves <laughs> in the <Yeah>. foot <laughs> but yeah no seriously yeah so call to action then for men uh what do you think patrick men should do in today's society to be masculine and stay masculine man the hell up <laughs> like totally. uh, you know, actually I, I wrote down one of my favorite verses on this is uh first corinthians 16 13 hmm. um and uh just from like a biblical perspective yeah. right be watchful stand firm in the faith hmm. act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love, love um it. like that that i think just condenses the whole thing it's like first of all there's that that 
um, that call to action to be watchful and be alert, right? Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that, about like ha- like attention, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Um, in, a, in, a, in the Christian ethic, we call that worship, right? What are you paying attention to? What are you giving your attention to? What are you giving your worship to? Um, are you on guard, right? To be a protector, you have like, to be aware of what's going on. I think men totally. have totally, like, totally just like gotten rid of our responsibility to be aware of societal change, Right. We say that we say that all good, like all that's required for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what you have to a point is like we, and maybe it's the fault of conservatism, too, is we'd rather just like stick our heads down, run our businesses, live our lives and not engage in that, yeah. um, which is a noble thing. Right. But if we're doing that without being aware of what the culture is doing and where the culture is taking us and not um, actively fighting against it, just because we were closing a blind eye to it, that doesn't help anyone either. Right. Um so it has that benediction to be alert, standing firm in the faith, your convictions. You're looking at pastors during COVID. I know you guys feel really passionate about that, which mm-hmm. I love. Um, you're talking about even standing up to, you know, we're putting like BLM and rainbow flag stickers in the windows of churches and stuff. And like, yeah. that's fine to an extent where you like want to make people feel welcome and stuff. Um, Slippery slope. But exactly. Yeah. If you don't have the courage to parse out the nuance of what like scripture says about things like homosexuality or even other things like, like we've also, we don't have the courage to call out major sins in our church, like things like gossip or like, um, or, or cowardice, right? Cowardice is a big one. Like the church has been raising cowards and safe men for a long time. I think we're complicit in that as well. Um, and so, um, just having that standing firm to your convictions and having the courage to stand up for the truth when it's not popular, right? Christ said we'd be hated in this world. So we got to be prepared for that. Um, um, Act like men, be strong, right? That's that capacity for for violence, but reined in. Um, and stop by, eating soy. By, stop yeah, eating yeah. Soy. <laughs> stop being wow. the damn soy boys, man. Stop <laughs> eating. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then let all the all the be done. All the, all that you do be done in love, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think, like my 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 dad and, and grandpa were such great examples of like incredibly kind, gentle. Like I, you you watch the way they treat. Um, their grandkids or, women. or pets in the house yeah. and women and you know like they're just so masculine and manly like it's just to see a man like being gentle but confident in himself is like to me that's one of the best things in the world right like I, th- I think that if I was a woman I'd call that sexy right like, yeah. um, and I think I think that's just like such a that's such an example is when a man can be loving and kind and gentle and vulnerable um, and dangerous at the same time I think that kind of sums it up for me. But. Uh, I think it's really unfortunate that so many young boys don't have good role models. Like um, how many young Preach. 15-year-olds or 18-year-olds have never heard of Jordan Peterson, for example, right. or were raised by a single mom or do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, totally. totally. Well, I mean, I, mean, I got so, like, I think we both maybe got a bunch of flack for this because um, I was listening to your guys' episodes on the, on the Black Lives Matter stuff recently. And, uh, and it's one of the things I took a lot of flack for was, was just talking about how there's a lot of, what's that? Talking about fatherlessness. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of, and there's a lot of like incredibly intelligent, even black commentators talking about that, how, how that is much more of a root cause of all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, than police brutality. And statistically that's true. Right. Yeah. And again, I can't like pretend to be a, a, pretend that I've been a black person, whatever, living in that, but the stats do not bear out. Um, the police brutality narrative, but they do bear out um, fatherlessness is so easily, it's one of the most easily attributable things to things like not graduating school, right? Going to prison, ending up on drugs, all Mm -hmm. that kind of poverty, all that stuff, right? There's been study after study of every race been like that has been done talking about those, the fatherlessness effects, right? Yeah, totally. Um, 
in any race. So I think, yeah, I was I'm completely blessed to have incredible examples and I pray that our world creates more of them. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for being on our show and giving us your male perspective. It was a little toxic, but <laughs> forgive me. <Yeah. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't be doing my job if it wasn't a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before we wrap up, where can where can our ten listeners find you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> Um, I noticed actually a pretty good listener bump after our first episode together on my show. So don't, don't, uh, oh, you're welcome. Just <laughs> just yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, hemlock podcast pretty much everywhere. Right. So, um, hemlock, well, I mean, it's the poison that Socrates drank to kill himself. So if you're looking how to spell it, that's what you're looking for. Oh, um, love but, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> optimistic. Um, D- yeah, yeah, exactly. D- they made him drink that because they, they, he got the death sentence for basically philosophizing to the young men of Athens and anyways, um, hero of mine, but <laughs> so hemlock podcast, um, we're actually, I'm looking at launching a website soon that I'm just about done building called cool. hemlockpodcast.com. Um, but yeah, Hamlock podcast on Instagram and on Apple podcasts and stuff. You and I both talk about the five star stuff. Yep. Um, that means a lot. Like give so. him a five star on yeah, Apple podcast. Five stars are great. Give these ladies, give these ladies five stars and go. Um, I'm on YouTube too. I know, <laughs> uh, for just, 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 if you can listeners of the info horrors, you beautiful people. Um, well, 10 of you, <laughs> when they start, when they start their YouTube eventually as well, uh, just go and like all their videos on YouTube. And if you want go like Aww. all my videos on YouTube, yes, because yes, even, yes. even our video ladies, the last episode we put out, uh, already has like, I think a, like a seven to three dislike ratio and I put it out a couple days ago, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got, I don't know. I got, there's a bunch of leftists that I think just are subscribed to me that like, just watch when I put out a video and just dislike it without awesome. watching it. But, badge of um, honor, yeah. badge of honor. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So a little help there would be great. (laughs) All right, everyone, go help a brother out, a real man. Oh, this was fun. Thank you so (laughs) much. Yeah, thanks so much, Patrick. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you, ladies, for uh, picking a good topic. Like, I think this is something we need to talk more about. And uh, and props to you for for having the guts to talk about it. It's good stuff. We love we love men, so no problem. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, love love them. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Seb, you can stop recording now. (laughs) <laughs> you, do, you do the bass i'll do yes right on that was fun you do the bass yeah, i'll do that was I'll, awesome i'll do the third and you do the fifth <laughs> i don't i'm not as talented at music as you guys should we do a bye okay one two three bye <laughs> no patrick was supposed to start <laughs> that's good oh okay 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 let's try that again okay do you want me to do like Nice and nice Thanks and everyone for listening. <laughs> bye, We're Info bye, Horrors bye. and Hemlock Podcast. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Again, we were supposed to start I with the base. Whatever. <laughs> this was fun. Oops. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's Hemlock Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Tell them to subscribe because if you loved it, then they're going to love it too, obviously. Also, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us a lot with the charts. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, then forget about it. Don't worry about it and enjoy the rest of your day. Lastly, head on over to thehemlockpodcast.locals.com to become a supporter and receive access to exclusive content and 
and ad-free versions of the Hamlock podcast. Love you so much for listening. Let's continue to ride out this increasingly insane world with irreverence and joy. This is your host, Patrick Jolliker, and much love, y'all. Peace.